0: Block Talk Radio
1: Block Talk Radio This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast
0: with Michael stand. Well 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 and looky looky. Uh, another week is coming and gone and we're here anew. This is the Light of Truth, uh, radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldia, and as always, it's good to be with you. Uh coincidentally, uh no hot, delicious beverage today. No beverage of any kind, believe it or not. I know. It's a twist. But hey, we're living in an upside down world, aren't we? Uh the the things that uh the Babylon Bee put out, you know, a year ago are now uh no longer so uh ludicrously humorous because uh, they're happening in real life. Uh, A lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. Uh, I'm not one to, I told you so, but I told you so. Uh, Inflation does not seem to be slowing a bit. Uh, The things that are uh, necessary for survival, as the kids like to say, keep increasing in price. Uh, CPI data came out. The stock market had a conniption, what, down 1,300 points in a day? And because, you know, he's old, senile, and uh, has a rash from excessive wear of adult diapers, uh, Mr. Robinette Biden decided to take a victory lap uh, regarding the fact that the American economy and the uh, American dollar uh, are uh, swirling down into the abyss you heard the flush now all you got to do is watch it swirl because uh, they there's there's no pulling up this nose i i've tried to warn you i've tried to tell you i've gotten flack for it you're such a pessimist why do you always see the bad things look people people will make do we're americans really people will make do because they're americans you, you 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 think you have uh Tough spines and moral fiber, I mean I understand granted yes there, there there needs to be some sort of you know uh civic pride or some sort of patriotism, but let's face it let's be honest with each other, even men that you would think are men are 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 purchasing what emotional support animals and Taken antidepressants and the smallest thing apparently that becomes a nuisance is, is the greatest of issues. I had a conversation the other day with a friend and I laughed and he got mad because he said, he, oh, I finally did it, man. I went and got a CPAP machine because I couldn't stand my snoring anymore. Well, technically you can't hear yourself snore. I mean, you wake yourself up snoring from time to time. I traveled with Gino for almost a decade, if not more, and he is a man that is known for his, uh, just, he's known for his snoring. Uh, And and if I could live through that, and if Gino hasn't relented and bought a CPAP machine, then uh, nobody should get a CPAP machine. I know I'm off track. I've derailed already, and we're only, what, three minutes in. But it just struck me because this guy's, you know, all John Wayne gung-ho. I've got 3,000 guns and 1 million rounds of ammo. And you're sitting there with a the thing on your nose looking like a little piggy because of snoring. We are a generation of soft people. Just pokey pokey soft people. And this is why it's so easy for the dark side, the evil, the whatever you want to call it, to, to implement their strategy, to, to, to fulfill their plans to actually succeed in what seemed like lunacy just, what, five, four, three years ago. There's no way people would go for this. There's no way people would acquiesce. We're patriots, man. We, we'd stand up for freedom, stand up for the flag. Nobody's saying a thing. You've got you've got what? The FBI, you've got law enforcement, federal, not local, just targeting people because of their political leanings. Anybody my pillow guy. The my pillow guy. The guy sells pillows. I don't own one. I heard they're soft. I don't like soft pillows. I like to feel as though I'm sleeping on a brick. That's me though. And I don't snore because of that. Because I'm a man. And if I find myself snoring I just bite my finger until I'm fully awake, go make myself a black coffee and stay up for the rest of the night as punishment to my nose for snoring. That's neither here nor there. But the My Pillow guy just got clipped. Because anyone they deem a potential threat, not an outright threat, there's nobody oh, threatening the government. Come on, there's a little old lady waving a flag and an idiot in a, what, bison hat and some other schmucks. They got clipped on January 6th. Apparently, that was the worst thing to happen ever. Never mind 9-11. On 9-11, we now remember January 6th. Okay, that's how horrible it was. This is where we've gotten to, and nobody's pushing back. Nobody's saying anything, because if you say anything, they clip you. The problem is what people don't seem to realize is that eventually they will have clipped enough people, they would have scared enough people where even if you want to say something, your life gets that miserable, where you're standing in a bread line while Mr. Robinette Biden sitting, you know, standing high up on, on a dais eating ice cream and watching you beg for an extra loaf of bread because you got kids. Even then, by then, it will be too late. So, let's get to some stories. I don't want to harp on the things I've already told you because they're, they're coming. They're here. I, I, I think that this winter will be horrible throughout the world except for like maybe Africa because they don't need gas. They, they, you know, they've got the sun, but you know they won't have food, so it's 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 not a good trade-off. So the world throughout is 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 going to be uh, a very grim and dark and joyless place. Uh, come what three months from now, uh, but this is a story I ran across, and it's horrible. And the reason I'm I'm getting into it is because as of yet this is still news and i know this is believe me i know how horrible this sounds I, I i hear myself speaking these words and i don't want to but i have to as of yet this is still news soon things like this will become so commonplace that they won't even make the news anymore. And that's what should scare you. As of yet, as of now, as of today, the year of our Lord, 2022, the month of September, the 15th day thereof, this is still making headlines. This is still news. Soon, it won't be. It'll be happening so often, so readily throughout the nation and throughout the world that it, it, it won't even be a blip on the radar anymore. And that's that's scary. That's depressing. That's off-putting, at least to me. Uh, a Brooklyn mother is suspected of drowning her three young children at Coney Island Beach on Monday. Um I guess she was facing eviction uh, for $10,000 in unpaid rent and uh, having a custody dispute with her ex-husband. So this happened this past Monday. She was 30 years old. She is 30 years old because, hey, you know, I mean, she killed her kids, but, you know, she might like to see another sunrise, I guess. I don't, I don't, again, these are things that I don't understand. You're telling me that the American psyche is impregnable. The American psyche is like Fort Knox, man. You you throw any hardship at us, it just bounces off our Superman-like chest. It hasn't gotten bad yet. I know some of you think it has. Some of you think, oh, we're past the hump. It's it's all, uh, you know, green valleys and sunshine from here. It's not. We're not past the hump. It hasn't gotten really bad yet. It will. This, this is just a preview. These are just the preludes. And here you have a mother of three drowning all of her children, three kids, one after the other. Because she was $10,000 behind on rent, and uh, I'm sure that a part of her just wanted to spite her ex-husband because how dare he. Oh, I don't want to read this, but I'm going to read it. Because you have to strip away the preconceptions that you have about your fellow man. You have to strip away the preconceptions that you have about your neighbor, your friends, even family. Oh, they're tough. They'll get through. You think? Oh, they you know, people would never turn against their neighbor for a slice of bread or anything because you know we'll just you know pull ourselves up by our uh, bootstraps and whatnot look all the people that know how to do anything worth anything are nearing their 60s if not older the guy uh who's my plumber the guy who does uh finishing work for me the guy who does my framing, the guy who does my HVAC, every single person that I've hired over the last year are pushing 60 and over. And the lament that each and every one of them has is that they have no one to sell their business to, they have no one that they can uh, mentor and teach the business to. Young people, in their words, don't want to work. They want to shoot TikTok videos all day and blow milk cereal out their nose. Sorry, eventually there will be too many idiots shooting TikTok videos and blowing milk cereal out their nose, and it won't be worth a penny. But nobody wants to learn a trade. Nobody wants to learn how to, hey, how do I unclog a toilet? Now, I know how to do that. The reason I called my plumber is that my sub pump went out and I don't really want to try to replace a sub-pump myself. You know, I am an intelligent man, even though it sounds immodest. However, I know my limitations, and I believe that a person who knows their limitations uh, sort of highlights their intelligence by knowing their limitations. Even so, all the people that know how to do things that are worth money are getting old, retiring, or dying off. So you're going to have an entire generation of quote-unquote smart idiots, you know? Because I got a diploma. Look at me. I got I got a Ph.D. in R.E.D. in feminist studies. So uh, you pay me. Uh-uh. Do you know how to iron a sheet? What's that exactly? Your Ph.D. Your bachelor's degree. Whatever it is that you have is worthless to me unless you know how to do something that I require done that I don't like doing and am willing to pay legal tender for. I don't like ironing. Therefore, if you know how to iron, I'll pay you a couple of pennies. You come iron the sheets, we'll call it even. Pay you to teach me feminist studies. I wouldn't pay you to teach me about the lesbian practices of the pygmy utus. I couldn't care less about that. So all the degrees that people have are in worthless things that they can't earn money on. The only time you could mer- earn money for the degrees that they had were in in you know prosperity, prosperity, prosperity where when Creflo Dollar was peaking and uh, Joel Osteen wanted to be the white version, that sort of thing. It's going to get dark, kids. It's going to get grim. And uh, you being a, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what was the, uh emotional health coach was a made up career that I heard somebody, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm an emotional health coach. That was invented hundreds of years ago. It's called vodka. What are you talking about? I kid. I kid. I kid. See now, oh, did you hear him, March? Did you hear him, March? She talked about alcoholic beverages. Hand to God, I've never tasted a beer. All right. So there you go. I am innocent. But it was a good joke, and we need to laugh now while we still can, while we still have the energy and are not so calorically deprived that we can't even make a smile. We should still be laughing. But all of these made-up careers, what, emotional health coach? Go away now. Do you know how to vacuum? Do, do, Do you know how to lay flooring? Do you know how to paint even? I painted my own basement, granted not to my wife's liking, because she's a perfectionist, and, well, you know, it's white. So I don't see gradation much. Well, you should have painted more here than there, because it's, it's a basement. The only thing we're going to bring down here are the rabbits that we catch in the traps once the world falls apart to skin them. The walls are going to be red eventually anyway. So let's not. But, you know, that's my own personal thing. I am my own emotional health coach. This program is my emotional health coach. See, I had a discussion with the wife about the walls. Now I'm sharing it with you. I feel so much better. I'm going to go have a soy latte. I kid again. Ha-ha. But we have, look, I can't can't read a story like this. It makes me cringe to the point that I want to vomit. But I have to do it. And if I don't inject a little humor, a little levity, a little... Something into it to to, to break down the the, the sadness and cruelty of it. I I don't think I could go through it. Kenneth Corey, chief of department of New York Police Department, said that around 1.40 a.m. on Monday, a relative called 911 and said she was worried that the mother, 30-year-old Erin Murdy, was going to harm her children, three-month-old Oliver, four-year-old Liliana, and seven-year-old Zachary. I believe she had called them and made statements to that effect, Corey said. Police immediately launched a search of the mother's apartment on Coney Island, which they found unlocked. They also searched the surrounding neighborhood, the beach and the boardwalk, where they found the mother with other relatives, but the children were missing. She was soaking wet, she was barefoot, and she was not communicative to the officers, Corey said, according to an ABC News report. After an intense search using NYPD helicopters and boats, Corey said the children were found lifeless near the sea at W35th Street near the boardwalk, about two miles from where the mother was found. While Aaron Murdy has no prior arrests or history of being emotionally disturbed, she has been involved in previous domestic incidents of harassment and aggravated harassment that did not result in charges because nobody gets charged for anything anymore. Where was it? I, I just saw a report that just basically no bail for anything. Everybody gets let let go. And I warned you about this. What was it? A year, year and a half ago, crime is going to become such a commonplace thing that only the truly horrendous ones are going to make the news anymore. And we still haven't gotten to the crimes of necessity part of our programming. We're still in the crimes of opportunity, and those are heinous enough as they are. So her family members told the New York Post, that she had been grappling with her mental health and was facing eviction for unpaid rent for the, the $1,531 a month apartment where she lived with her children. In July 2021, she was served with an eviction notice months before New York State's COVID-19 eviction moratorium expired in January, court records show. So it goes on to describe what this woman was like before she snapped. And the description was thusly, she liked to party here and there, do a little drinking, but I didn't see any drug abuse or see that she was uh, really irresponsible. She never gave us the sign that she'd hurt her children. She loved her children. Well, that's debatable at this juncture. So this is happening this just happened it's not as though we're looking so far into the future that it wouldn't affect us oh I'll be dead by then well you know if you're in your 80s even then probably not but anything under 75 barring an accident or the old ticker going bye bye you're gonna see these things with your eyes and it's gonna hurt and it's gonna break you. It's gonna break your heart. Because one thing that people haven't realized is that as interest rates continue to go up and the Fed is about to, uh, you know, throw the common man another gut punch, all all the people that, that have rental properties that had adjustable rate mortgages because it was cheaper back then to get adjustable. Do you actually think that they're going to pay out of pocket? Do you actually think that those people go, well, you know, my, my mortgage payment for my rental property is uh, up six, 700 bucks a month but i know that my tenant is struggling so i'm not going to charge them a penny more of course not because they know that if one person leaves somebody's waiting in the wings to rent it at whatever they ask because nobody's going to be able to afford a mortgage anymore housing is about to co- just completely collapse and so rentals and rental properties the cost of renting a place isn't going down anytime soon. It will continue to tick up. So the people that were living in, in this woman's building, also paying $1,500 a month, might be able to scrape it up, might be able to, to, to make it work and, 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 and get that $1,500 check to the landlord. But six months from now, that rent's going to be 1800 2100 How many more people do you think will snap how often will these sort of stories make the rounds before they're so sparsely read that nobody bothers to put them up anymore? Look, when, when, when we read those words that it's a horrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God, kids, you don't know the half of it. Because we are, as, as Israel of old, We are stiff-necked and rebellious. And even though we're we're starting to see the pain of our rebellion manifest in our own lives as a nation, our hearts are still wholly surrendered to that rebellion. People are still in upheaval at the fact that in certain states, they can't murder babies after they're born. As long as it can't crawl away, kill it, Martha, kill it. That's still their thing, even though everything around them is, is shaky. I'm driving by in every town around here, and I see more businesses shuttered uh, than ever before. Every, everything's for lease. Now leasing, cheap rates. Restaurants going out of business left and right because how much can you charge for a breakfast? I've seen a dozen eggs as much as eight dollars in Wisconsin. Eight bucks for a dozen. You go to a restaurant, a meal that used to be three ninety nine. Remember that old Denny's special: two egg, two bacon, two pancake. Three ninety nine. Well, goodbye to that. Eleven forty seven, kid. And so they're realizing that there's only so much that the average citizen is, is is able to pay or willing to pay for a breakfast or a sandwich or a burger or anything else. But they have no choice because what they're paying for the food that they have to cook has also gone up exponentially. And so their only choice is to shutter. That's it. Going out of business. Say, we'd like to thank the community for your 27, 36, 42 years of patronage. But the time has come for us to say goodbye. I see those posts on Facebook from all over. But hey, everything's okay. Everything's all right. As long as Dr. Jill's hair's flowing in the wind, kids. Yeah, you, you shut up and take it. Look, I I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I don't want to be that guy. But if people are starting to snap now, if people are losing their minds and, and killing their own kids, I don't even want to think what a year from now will look like. So, where do we begin? I know, we're, we're almost half an hour in, and now we're beginning. But I, I needed... I, look, you have to know. You have to know that these things are happening, that, that, that a godless individual, a person that is unsaved, is capable of horrendous things, animalistic things. I how 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 can you drown your own children? What four months, the oldest seven years old. so that, that whole thing oh, well, we're made of different stuff. The stuff we're made of can can weather any storm, <laughs> can it? Really? Perhaps the generation that was around for WW2. Yes, those people knew hardship, they knew trials, they knew travails. You come out of the Great Depression, you plop into World War II, you send your, your young men to die just in unmarked graves to defend freedom and have a world away. Yes, those people were made of different stuff. This generation, please, please. This is why I, you know, on, on the one hand, you have to take them seriously, Because they mean what they say. And more and more of them are starting to talk about, quote-unquote, revolution, civil war. I know, I know. but 1984 was the first time I heard of it. It's been a minute. So uh, to anyone, well, nobody saw this coming. Yes, they did. Yes, they did, but you just didn't want to listen. So hush, hush. Sit down, pretend to be prophetic, paint your hair pink again. Tell the people how the phoenix shall rise, the rising phoenix shall blind with its lie to the infidel. And just, you know, collect money from old ladies that you can trick into sending them, you know, sending you their, their pensions. But don't, don't. Don't start with a nobody saw this coming. A handful of us did. And we kept telling you and telling you, oh, no, you're just there. So, you know, I know, aliens. Let's talk aliens. I can't. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. I, I, I wanted to talk about it last week, but we didn't have time. But I do, and especially for people that are in ministry and especially for people that are in leadership, uh, this is a very important lesson because uh, I've heard myself described as aloof, as cold, as unemotional. I've heard people say I lack brotherly love because I learned as a young man to be cautious in certain cases to be overly cautious because it's wise especially in this day and age now as a caveat i have heard this man preach i enjoyed his preaching a while back I, i i think he tries which is more than i can say for most pastors in america but even one of the guys that you, you never thought could uh, get smacked about the head and shoulders just got taken down, as of now, temporarily. And this one this one bothers me, because like I said, I've heard him preach, and uh, look, I have a problem with the tulip, I have a problem with Calvinism, that is out there, you've all heard me talk about it, He's a Calvinist, but still, he's a Calvinist that preached wisely, and he focused on unbiblical matters, and his exegesis was actually pretty good. So, Pastor Matt Chandler takes leave of absence over inappropriate Instagram messages with a woman. So, off the bat, it's not, it's not adultery, it's not Jimmy Swagger, it's not that, that guy in Colorado with, uh, you know, getting massaged. Matt Chandler, lead pastor of teaching at the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas, assured his congregation that he planned on being their lead pastor for the next 20 years, but had accepted a decision by his elder board to immediately take a leave of absence due to his use of inappropriate language and in Instagram messages To a woman who is not his wife. Let me stop here and say this probably is the best thing that could have happened to him before it escalated and went any further. He might not have wanted it to. he, He might have resisted it, but the devil is wily that way. You open a window. You can't expect the devil to just put in a thumb. He's going to want to come in, son. He's going to want to go, hey, hey, let's party. Because that's what the devil do. As I heard a pastor in Chicago say, y'all y'all ain't playing just just let me kiss you. Y'all are going to go from let me kiss you to let me touch you to other things, because that's what the devil do. Uh, it was a youth night. It was a, a, a very eye-opening message, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, yes. He has uh, acquiesced to the elder board and taken a leave of absence. We are strong proponents of brothers and sisters in Christ being friends. Well, uh, uh, like I said, I may be the one in the wrong here. I I may be aloof. I, I may keep people at a distance. I may have a very small circle of friends. But you're never going to read about me on Christian Post, because I'd never let it get that far, and I don't have anyone to let it get that far with, because, again, wisdom is a good thing. He continued to say, but there are boundaries around what's appropriate in these kinds of friendships. Indeed, a pastoral role requires a greater awareness of those boundaries, the village church elders announced in an August 28th statement. In this case, while the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and familiarity of the messages crossed the line. They revealed that Matt did not use language appropriate for a pastor and did not model a behavior that we expected from him. According... To the elders, the pastor revealed the inappropriate messaging between himself and the woman after being confronted about them several months ago by the woman's friend in the church's foyer. The pastor said that shortly after the woman raised concerns about the messages, he shared those concerns with Judge Patterson, an elder chairman, and submitted to their leadership in addressing the situation. He also informed his wife. I didn't think I had done anything wrong in that, Chandler explained as he faced the congregation. My wife knew that, her husband knew that, and yet there were a couple of things that she said that were disorienting to me. After reviewing the situation, the village church elders concluded that while the inappropriate messages did not rise to the the level of disqualification... They, along with Chandler, agreed that his behavior was a sign of unhealth in his life and that the best course of action would be for him to take a leave of absence from teaching and preaching at the village church. The elders have decided, and I think they are right, that my inability to see what I was in probably revealed some unhealth in me. Uh, I guess he was just going off the cuff here. And I don't know uh, if that's tied to the pace I run or the difficulty or the last six, seven years, but I agree with them. The elder said the lead pastor's leave of absence is both disciplinary and developmental to allow him time to focus on growing greater awareness in this area. Elder's did not give a specific time for Chandler's return to the pulpit, but noted that his return will be dictated by the expectations the elders have laid out for his development. Uh, Chandler continued and said, I'm just really embarrassed. I feel stupid. I feel dumb. I feel like I'm embarrassing my wife and kids. Putting a ton of pressure on our staff, I feel like I've fallen short. So... That happened last week. And the reason I wanted to point it out is not to poo-poo Matt Chandler. Like I said, I've listened to him preach. I, I, I like him as a person. And it doesn't seem as though there was anything sexual, but the messages and the friendliness, if you will, Evidently crossed some sort of line that it it warranted this sort of uh, decision by his elder board. I said all that to say this. If you are in ministry, in leadership, a pastor, an elder, better to be thought of as cold and aloof than to have your actions interpreted in the worst possible light and be thought of as pervy or sleazy, even if you didn't intend it. Look, I don't. I from from what I've read of this thing, I don't think the intent was. I don't think the intent, I- intent was perverted by any means, but apparently, a friend of this woman's interpreted it. In it as such so be wise be cautious i i i don't need to be everyone's friend i don't need people look <laughs> uh if you're in leadership there are two ways that the flock or the sheep can view you either as that quintessential picture you know of jesus carrying the lamb and uh you know underneath he went and left the 99 to find the one that's that's always heartwarming but there's also that picture where there's a shepherd with a a a giant walking stick half bloody trying to fend off a pack of wolves from tearing his sheep asunder between the two i'd rather be seen as the guy with the walking stick than the guy carrying the little lamb i understand that especially the fans of beth Moore. and yes i brought her up again ha ha he brings her up every week and here we are would rather that every pastor be like the one, you know, the the carrying the sheep on his shoulders. That's so precious. But sometimes you need a guy with a stick to fend off the wolves and keep the sheep in line. If you're the guy with the walking stick fending off the wolves, there can be no misinterpretation of your intent or actions or words you said. On Instagram or wherever, the fact that a grown man has an Instagram account, I, I has you know, he's lost respect in my eyes for that. I'll, I'll I'll just say that outright. But again, modern day pastors using modern day tools to reach the lost. Uh, look, the devil will try to find any and all opportunities to besmirch the household of faith, to bring a cloud of doubt upon the intent of the house of God, to give the children of God a black eye and to make the godless point and say, ha, ha, ha even though they're no better. They're, they're they're so far worse, morally speaking, that it's not even comparable, but that's not the point. The, these are people that have no problem being hypocrites. These are people that have no problem uh, saying two opposing things in, in one sentence. And so between being thought of as distant... And keeping yourself upright and beyond reproach or being thought of as the friendliest pastor I've ever met. He gives me hugs and he lets me cry on his shoulder and I tell him about my boyfriend who never puts his socks away. Yeah, between, just, no. Because eventually you may be completely innocent. Your intentions might be, Pure as the driven snow, but emotionally damaged people will sooner or later require more of you than you're willing to give, and then they will turn on you with the fierceness of a rabid dog. And though you tried to be a friend, though you tried to be a shoulder to cry on, they will twist that and say, but I thought you loved me. And you're sitting there going, "No, I just just there's boogers on my jacket, and I wiped them off." What do you mean? What? Again, no. So I don't know who this is for, but just be wise, keep your distance. Like I said, there, there, there's a lot of things that I disagreed with with Billy Graham, but one of the things that I thought were wise beyond wise was that he would never walk into a hotel room without having his security check it out first to make sure nobody was hiding under the bed or in the closet or anywhere. And he'd never meet with, with any women in his congregation without having another person there. See, that's, that's wisdom. That's, that's the wisdom that only experience can give you. Because if you didn't believe that the devil was tricky, then you really didn't know the devil, did you? So now, the church is without a shepherd, at least for a season. And because of the season and the times we're living in uh, being what they are, uh, now also... uh, (laughs) The, the Umbrella Corporation, I guess, uh, it's the church planting network that, that Matt Chandler's church was under, Acts 29, uh, have asked him, who he, he was also the chairman and the president of their board, to step aside from speaking engagements uh, due to the fact that the church suspended him. Uh, for inappropriate communication with a woman who is not his wife on Instagram. Again, why an adult, why, why a man in his 40s or 50s would have Instagram is so far beyond me. Just quiet, solitude, peace, prayer closet, uh, so many other things to do than be on Instagram. Look, I don't even have a Twitter account, to be honest with you, I, as an adult, personally. I don't have an Instagram account. I have one Facebook account that I go on every few weeks or months and post an article on. But no, look, we've, we've become a generation of over-sharers. I, I know more of, uh, about some people than I did about my own mom and dad, and, that, and that's not a good thing. You need to learn not to share everything about your personal life. Because not everyone pretending to be your friend is your friend. And not everyone who says, oh, I'll be a shoulder for you to cry on. I'll be a ear for you to hear. No, not everyone who who says that is is doing it with sincerity of purpose. And, And I've seen so many, even marriages, just crumble into nothingness because one of the individuals trusted the wrong person and then that person poured so much poison into their ear that it it just it fell apart in in the most dramatic sense have wisdom in every area of your life because the closer we get to the end of all things the closer we get to the return of christ the closer we get to to Persecution and tribulation and famine and whatnot. The more desperate the enemy will become to deceive, if possible, even the elect. It doesn't say he wouldn't try. That's that's the one thing that people don't don't seem to get. It doesn't say the enemy wouldn't try. It says he would deceive, if possible, even the elect. The enemy will hammer away at the children of God until the last possible moment because he knows that his time is short some of you were listening to a few of the programs a while back and thinking to yourself that that never that could never happen here i i think you have ptsd from growing up in communism but we're still a constitutional republic And the voters will decide whom they shall vote for. Now, notwithstanding the fact that every state where uh, the governor or the senator or the congressperson uh, feels as though they're in trouble with their constituency are giving away money for no apparent reason to large blocks of the voter base right before the elections, uh, in California – Apparently there won't be any debates in any race for statewide offices, because why should you know what the elected official you're about to vote for believes? So, not one of the Democratic Party candidates for statewide office in California has agreed to debate his or her opponent rejecting what many voters see as a key part of the democratic process. Look, I, at some point, the light will come on for more and more people that we're, we're no longer free. We're no longer a free nation. If, if, if you can harass the my pillow guy with federal agents, because he's a little vocal about the presidential elections that everyone knows something smelly, something smelly there. I don't know if he stink, he stink. He was just vocal, and you know, because he was selling pillows. Apparently, he was a danger to the nation itself. If if they start clipping guys like the My Pillow guy, and at the same time, people running for office are going, yeah, I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to tell you what I believe. Look, everybody that I want voting for me got a check. So, hey, make the time. Go and vote. Look, we're, we're closer to a tyranny than people might want to believe. And this is why the handful of individuals that are still standing up against tyranny are being buffeted on all sides. I saw a story that made me smile just because it's, it's, it's right up my alley as far as the sense of humor of it goes. And because I want you to leave this program with a smile, I'm going to share it with you for just a little bit because there's just way too much sad news. There's, there's just too many things happening throughout the world. And if we go down that rabbit hole long enough, Um, it will trouble our hearts it will make us sad and I'd rather we not do that so in the spirit of mirth and gladness and joy Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sends planes full of illegal immigrants to Obama's vacation spot in Martha's Vineyard now don't lie tell me you didn't smile Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is responsible for the two planes full of illegal immigrants that landed at Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts on Wednesday, according to Fox News. Approximately 48 migrants landed at Martha's Vineyard Airport Wednesday afternoon. The Vineyard Gazette reported, although the Gazette reported the migrants came from Texas, DeSantis took credit for sending the migrants. Yes. Florida can confirm. The two planes with illegal immigrants that arrived in Martha's Vineyard today were part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations, DeSantis Communications Director Karen Fensky told Fox News. States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open borders policies. Fensky also referenced the $12 million Florida's legislature budgeted to remove illegal immigrants from the state. And now, places like Massachusetts and Illinois, because uh, we're, we're – We're close to Illinois, so I hear what the mayor of Chicago says from time to time. Uh, Look, they're not going to have any problem coming off as hypocritical. They're not going to have any problem coming off as disjointed. So when it's one plane full too many or one bus too many, one of these mayors or senators are going to say something so awful. They're gonna say something so egregious that even their side will go, whoa, Nelly. Because you can't you can't absorb that many people into this country. I understand empathy and I understand having a heart for I'm an immigrant. But we came here legally. We we had to run through hoops and jump through hoops and have stacks of paperworks and have sponsors and and all these things before we were allowed into the country look how when 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 can we say we're full no vacancy we're at 1 billion 2 billion 5 billion i know these are things we don't want to talk about but like hang johnson once said I know, he's still in office, by the way. Well, aren't, when are we going to start being afraid of America tipping over? Because all the people come here. He was talking about an island tipping over, but still, same principle. Anyway. No, in the long term, as far as real change, I, I, I don't believe that it will be effective, busing and planing people into these states. But at least they're trying to do something. Because doing nothing is not an option anymore. I don't know if any of you have been to California lately, but it's starting to look like one giant tent city. I... Right. Evidently, nobody knows their history anymore. Nobody has read up on the old Roman Empire. And what happened to it when there were more people from the outside living in Rome than there were actual Romans? I know. Oh, my goodness, Mike. I thought we were past that. Man is still man. Humanity is still humanity. It's still the same train of thought. Stop. I'm not going to virtue signal to, to, to make your sentiments feel better. I don't care about your feelings. This is the reality of it. This, it's, it's an invasion. I know. How dare you? They're not invading. Well, technically. But I know we're not in a recession either. Why? Because words don't mean things anymore. As long as you can twist the meaning of words to fit your narrative, to make it seem as though you said something you didn't or you didn't say something you did, then really it's whoever has the better propaganda machine that will win in the end. Because as the word says, Truth dies in the streets. But there should be enough people. There should be enough individuals of moral character who would at least make a fuss at seeing the truth dying. But they're not. Churches are silent, preachers are silent, pastors are silent, and it seems as though the enemy is picking us off one by one. With that said, thank you all for listening, thank you for being with us, may God bless you, may God keep you, and until next time, Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours.
1: All right, Mike. Well, now you all know I snore a lot.
0: Thank you for that.
1: But uh, anyways, actually, Mike and I went out for 18 years. Yes, he did survive my sleeping habits. Uh, But you know what? For 18 years, we warned, blew a trumpet about what's happening right now. And as Mike said, we're at the door of a lot of this stuff happening. For sure, Civil War is constantly being mentioned uh, in the media, newspapers, television, Something that in uh, 1984-85, when Dimitri was sharing his message, um, initially the beginning of sharing the message about America, nobody would have believed America would ever have another civil war. But our ministry was shown by God there will be an internal revolution in America.
0: And it will happen
1: and start in the middle of the country, And the government will try to put it down, and they won't be able to put it down. It will be terrible. And Russia and China, who are uniting as we speak, Uh, Putin met Xi yesterday, I believe, and they are to get rid of the American order on the global level. Uh, They feel America is the enemy now. And uh, so all that God showed to me, too, is happening, and on our website, hand to com, You can read the message for America it reads like today's newspaper and brother Dudeman. Thank God. He stayed faithful to the end. He stayed faithful to the warning, the calling. He stayed faithful in blowing a trumpet and thank God that he is. As we are sharing today, his message is so pertinent for the hour and, uh, We know that another word or phrase has been being used lately called World War III, nuclear war, nuclear attack. All these things are preeminent in the news today. Everything. And America, thinking it's so pompously strong and proudful in so many ways, thinks that it's still the king on the block is not the case anymore. We have very wicked leadership in our government very wicked and I would say not uh, in any mental capacity to fight a war on those fronts. I don't believe for a minute this president is competent and I do not believe that our cabinet is competent and God is taking his hand away. We We are proud, we are haughty and God says in one hour Babylon will be destroyed. So With that, the church needs to stay strong, blow a trumpet, be on the wall, be urgent. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, You can email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.